Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Um, oh yeah, I just selected like the best one of everything on the fucking. Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah, like I have too much money, and it's funny too because we were talking to him and he's like, "Well, I, I want the best," and he's a World of Warcraft player. Mm. That's all he plays. He's like, "I want the best. I gotta play it ultimate. That's how I roll." You know, that's yeah. he literally said. That's how I roll. What? And he said it just like this. That's how I roll. I kind of got a little respect for him just for saying it like that. Right. And um, and I go, you do realize though. Instead of getting the i7, you could have got an A10-6500K chip, cross-fired it with the 6670 graphics card, which is something that I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. I said you would have been able to run on ultra specs. You could cut your RAM down to 8 because 16 is not being utilized. Right. And you would have saved about a grand. And he goes, but it, wouldn't, it, would, have been, it would have been subpar. And anyone that uses the word subpar is a douchebag. All right. You know, so I was like, all right, well, you enjoy your computer. Yeah. Plugged in the power switch for you there, buddy. <laughs> well, now it's beyond. Now it's not subpar because I plugged in the power switch. Yeah. <laughs> now it's full par. <laughs> that's where you go. That's where you go because I. Par. <laughs> there you just go because I plugged in the power supply. So now the computer turns oni on. Oni on. <laughs> now the lights go blink, blink, blink. <laughs> Oh, that thing sounded, ooh, when it turned on, dude. Because there's like 15 fucking fans in the thing. I was going to say, did it just sound on like, a, like one of those airplane engines? This is how badass it was because it's it's liquid cooled, mm-hmm. right? And liquid cool is pretty quiet. So you turn it on, and for just a brief second, it goes, and then it just goes, I, was, I fucking came. <laughs> oh, man. All over. Like, I whipped my dick out and just came on every. I was, case, 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 case. <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> on everybody. I filled the liquid cool tank with the ski. <laughs> Damn. Squoze it out. Like I was milking a cow. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome everybody to our latest edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, everything right now is subpar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Stephen Vargas coming to you from Los Angeles de California and coming from Arizona, Adam motherfucking Riley. De California way. California way. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, LA, Los Angeles, California, and eh, Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> it's like the poor man's LA. <laughs> <laughs> the, Everybody here wants to wants to pretend like they live in California. How do you do that over there, though? I don't know, watch TV a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, like all the clothing styles are right. the same. Like they they're very influenced by uh, California styles. So I don't know. Hmm. Except for the Native Americans, they they kind of do their own thing. But. Yeah. Feathers, the loincloth. Not really racist much, but <laughs> actually just t-shirt and jeans most of the time. Uh, yeah. 
All right, before we head into everything, normally we have a secondary podcast that comes this week. Now, I'm still on the fence. I I probably will do it, but technically right now there won't be a new Cinephile podcast coming out this week. Um, Yeah, I know. Contain your tears and and don't send the angry emails. Um, It's just, you know... Things didn't work out, and so basically, I don't really have a topic or a guest. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that it's one of the reasons why we won't have a new one this week. We will have one the following week because uh, uh, Patrick will be re- um, Bill will be joining us, and uh, we'll have uh, a good show for you next week. But this week, I'm still toying with the idea of doing a best of because. As most of you know, the Cinephile podcast was Crash Test Movie Dummies before. So I might do a little bit of a best of for those of you that have been come on lately. So you can kind of check out what the other stuff was. But that's still up in the air. So um, Hey, this is crazy. <laughs> here's, my, here's my podcast. Down me, download me maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Holy shit. What? You know that song? That's I don't give a shit. That song is catchy as a motherfucker. When that song comes on the radio at at my job, I sing along like a fucking little schoolgirl. I'm skipping along. Hey, I just met you. (laughs) It's too catchy, dude. It's it's ridiculously catchy. And Uh, it's one of those like it's it's a completely innocent song. Yeah. Yeah. And the chick is hot too. Fuck yeah, she is. Um, she's like my age too. The girl that um, this girl that I'm seeing right now, she goes, "Did you see the um." The, uh, what was it, Jimmy Fallon? She did like an acoustic version on Jimmy Fallon. And I was like, going, no, so we actually watched that. It's actually pretty good. Her, The Roots, and they're using all these little, like. Wait a minute. She did it with The Roots? Yeah. I need to watch this <laughs> immediately. And, uh, they use all these little toys, little toy, uh, um, instruments it's actually really really funny and really 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 good um but uh yeah so um (laughs) keeping on that music tip Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh for those of you cinephiles music lovers that love the beatles coming out on blu-ray this week help they're help i need somebody help help not just anybody help and call me maybe. No, um, call what? <laughs> uh, <I'm> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the follow-up to their original uh, Hard Day's Night, uh, Help, which was shot in color and directed by David Lester, will be uh, making its debut on Blu-ray this week. So it's available on Amazon. Or you better luck getting it on Amazon as opposed to like places like Best Buy or fries or something like that because they don't normally carry everything now i'll probably get some hate mail for this but i don't know what this is is it a movie it is a movie so it's like an actual storyline it's an actual story it's basically um the (laughs) the idea is basically the beatles uh get a get a gift from this woman and it's a it's a ring that they this some type of tribe needs to sacrifice a woman. So it's an excuse to have the Beatles on in a movie. Oh, absolutely. It's the, okay. The Beatles are the stars of the movie, and uh, but it's it's really funny and their their wit is sharp and you know they it, and they perform their songs throughout the movie. But it's it's like any it's like a ninety minute music video. It's actually really really good. It's one of one of my favorites. Um, like a a monkeys episode with the Beatles. Think of a monkeys episode, but with actually talent and good Ooh. acting and and good cinematography. Stuff. That's actually going to be hard to do. That's a stretch. <laughs> that show was horrible. Um, hey, don't, don't knock the monkeys. Monkeys had some good music. They did, but the show. Was I used horrible. to I used to watch that show as a kid. Because I watched the reruns. 
Well, not, I didn't say I watched it live, douchebag. Hey, you know what? Hey, man, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, brother. You know, <laughs> We're not here to judge you. Uh, All of a sudden, I'm part of a group. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Suddenly, it's like, yeah, I'm the ringleader over here. Douchebag. Oh, but I was saying, this girl that I'm seeing, she's kind of, she's, she's geeky, but not like hardcore, but she's open to a lot of shit. So she actually goes, you know what? I'm really interested in checking out comics. Well, it's good to have a girlfriend that's open to a lot of shit. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if <laughs> if she's interested in comics, DC is the obvious choice to uh, <laughs> start that off. And, and why is that? Why is that? You know what? I'm, I'm going to give the bullshit answer, and then I'm going to give my actual opinion. <laughs> so the, the bullshit answer is because DC is the fucking beast mode basically in comics that's the bullshit answer the real answer is i think marvel currently (laughs) is a lot more confusing to kind of because there's so many different directions you know now if you're gonna now if you're gonna start with marvel that's fine i would understand that because steve is is very much a marvel fan um i would start with the ultimates line yeah it's a little easier to digest and, and a lot more organized yeah it is it is a lot more organized um but you know, I mean, don't just go. This is the Marvel rack. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. She'll fucking leave yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, I think with DC and with Marvel, uh, they're they're both kind of in a good area because both have kind of just relaunched shit. So I mean, so it, you know, you could always like with the Marvel now, I could you know go, oh yeah, well here's Iron Man, you know here because she just, I just recently um, got her to watch the Avengers. And uh, she dug it. She she dug it. And oh, so she hasn't even been on the movies and stuff. Well, she hadn't. No, she hadn't seen the Avengers. And um, so I was like, wait, well, <laughs> let's let's fix that real quick. Um, but to her credit, she did see the original Star Trek movie, and she wants to see Into Darkness. So. Well, that, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just who is this chick? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> who has? Hey, she loves our podcast. Well, so, of course she does. So she has taste. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So we She's don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to knock that one download we get a week. You know. Right. <laughs> My sultry voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I was you know so I was thinking I was like yeah well, oh it's funny too because like we were watching she was rewatching the original Star Trek before we go see Into Darkness, and. You know, Chris Helmsworth, I go, oh, that's Thor. And she's like, that's him? And I was like, well, this is like a year or two before he actually became Thor. And I go, he's bulked up now. He's got long hair, kind of scruffy. She goes like, mm, I don't know if I really like that look. Of course, when Thor makes his appearance in the Avengers, she's like, okay, he works. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. he's all that is man. Exactly. Turns me on a little bit. I mean, yeah. Know, I mean, let's, let's let's be honest. We've all had that know. little that lonely jerk, you know, where you're just like, mm, you know, that confusing. Where is my life going, jerk? <laughs> you know, like you, you don't quite know where you're at. Yeah, but you don't question it enough to stop. Right. Just, you know, you just kind of keep going. Like, what am I? What am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> what are the answers to my questions? <laughs> Skate, 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 skate. Power voted. <laughs> and then Odin sleep. Uh. Yeah, that's straight up Odin sleep. <laughs> and then we feast. <laughs> anyway, um, that digress. Yeah, I mean, that that descended really quick. Am I am I honest? Honest to God's opinion. <laughs> honest to God's. Um. Well, there's so many. Yeah. If she's going to get into comics, give her a taste of both sides. Oh, and don't forget the indie stuff, too. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, don't just stick her with just superheroes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, because, um, like, from your opinion, what would you – what would be uh, – what would be something that you would you – would... I know you're not going to like this answer, but the easiest to get into in DC has always been Batman. Oh, OK. I, um, I thought you were going to go with Suicide Squad. No, because that, that's – too many characters at once that she doesn't know any backstory for. Right. So she's going to be confused. She's no, no I, I would I would have probably started her with Batman. I probably the the rate the singular Batman title, Scott Snyder's Batman title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The single, not the weird one. Yeah. So that one, 
Um, but so you got to get two sides of the coin for DC. So I would say that one and then um, definitely Justice League. Yeah. I wouldn't say Superman because the current Superman I'm kind of whatever about. Right. But definitely Justice League because she needs to at least know how Superman is. Right. Because it's the polar opposite of Batman within the same universe. Right. So that kind of gives a full spectrum, a very broad overview right. of, of DC. And then she can start fucking off with other characters. Maybe she'll like Wonder Woman or something. You know, yeah. I don't know how or, much she burns bras, you know, <laughs> banging drums and shit. Marvel, obviously. Um, well, I don't know, obviously, because Spider-Man's kind of weird right now. Spider-Man's kind of weird. I prob- And you know what? It's still relatively new. Probably get her into Guardians of the Galaxy since that new- is going to mm-hmm. be the big movie coming out. Killing you two birds with one stone. Man. Exactly. You know. Um, Plus Iron Man's kind of in it a little Iron bit, Man. so you know. Iron Man, the new Iron Man book, I'm digging. Yeah, I'm I'm really digging that Iron Man title. Um, fucking Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wants something offbeat. Well, yeah, you know, get her. You say, hey, this is also really offbeat. You you have that demented sense of humor. You'll probably like it. So yeah, obviously, she has to have one if she's hanging with me. So. Demented, all right. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> and, and probably blind. Uh, partially. <laughs> she can see shapes. She, yeah, exactly. She can't quite see details, and I'm okay with because you know it's, it's the details that get a little that get a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> he wears a George Clooney mask all day. Yeah. <laughs> now I wear the uh, the blonde wig that. Uh, that look kind of makes me look a little like Patrick Swayze from Point Break. Oh well, you're done and done then. <laughs> exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> even Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse. Oh yeah. Patrick Swayze in general. <laughs> I know, right? He's very sexy. He's a very sexy man. He is. Um. Okay, let's stop fucking. There's, there's a lot of gay stuff going on, and that's okay. I don't judge, but we are not. So it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I'm that. starting to question my own stuff. You know what I mean. So the so now we're doing that questionable uh, that questionable jerk right now. Like where 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 is this going? going on since the start of the podcast? That's true. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time we jump into some news. So, in movie news this week, when news started to break that Robert Downey Jr. was hardlining the guys at Marvel. That, um, that he will not sign a new con- contract unless his co-stars got a ra- pay raise. Many started to wonder if Iron Man 3 would be uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s swan song, especially given the way the film ended. Since the news broke about a month ago, it's been quiet on the Marvel front. Even jo- director Joss Whedon said he would not do an Avengers 2 without RDJ. Well, it seems that fans have gotten their wish. Through the Marvel website, they announced that the return of Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark in two more Avengers sequels. Many people, including myself, knows that Marvel owes a lot to RDJ and his portrayal of Tony Stark. He is the reason the character and the films were so highly regarded. Marvel would have been hard-pressed to let him go after the first Iron Man film was the reason for the successful franchise. Here's the press release from Marvel. I am Iron Man. Tony Stark's famous closing line from the very first Iron Man film takes on life today as as Marvel is pleased to announce the signing of Robert Downey Jr. to reprise the role of billionaire, genius, playboy, philanthropist. Under the two-picture agreement, Downey will star as Tony Stark slash Iron Man in Marvel's Avengers 2 and Marvel's Avengers 3. Downey is represented by CAA, blah, 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 and his attorneys, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, it says that in the it says it in the in the press release though blah 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 blah. Uh, Downey Jr.'s last two films, 2012's Marvel's The Avengers and this year's Iron Man 3, rank as two of the top five grossing films of all time, uh, collecting earn um, collectively earning over 2.7 billion dollars worldwide to date. You know they weren't letting him go. Uh, Marvel's, Avenger, uh, Marvel's The Avengers 2 is being written and directed by Joss Whedon, featuring favorites from the first Avengers film and new Marvel characters never before seen on the big screen. Marvel's The Avengers 2 is slated to begin production in March 2014 and open in theaters May 1st, 2015. Thrilled by the excitement... Uh, thrilled by the... Uh, blah, 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 blah. They go into their own little deal after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
this is part of the whole Captain Obvious thing. We all knew this was going to happen. It just was going to be a matter of when it was going to happen. Does that mean that everybody got a pay increase? Because that's what uh, oh. Downey was asking for. Yeah, so, of course, we won't, you know, hear anything about that. But or they just gave him another pay increase. Yeah, but, ah, whatever. Yeah. Well, I guess I can look the other way. <laughs> we What we would have given them as a pay raise, we'll give to you if you just do the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if and if it was me, I'd say okay. Right. We how about we pay them nothing? Yeah, and then take their collective in, their collective pay and give it to you. And he'd be like, okay. I mean, no. yeah, he wouldn't do that, but still, no, yeah, still, because <laughs> he would have to. They'd be like, uh, you see, like Chris Helmsworth coming in with a fucking baseball bat and shit, like, going, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in the full Thor outfit. As he's bringing the hammer down. (laughs) You want me to put the hammer down? (laughs) On your fucking dome, bitch! (sighs) Just saying. Just saying. So, The Dark Knight is coming back to television in a new show titled Beware the Batman. The series is set. Oh, this is animated, by the way. I don't know why I didn't put that there. Um, <laughs> the series is set to debut on Saturday, July 13th at 10 a.m. Uh, it says Eastern slash Pacific time. <laughs> I, I don't know why it said that, but whatever. On Cartoon Network. It's been a few years since Batman has had some small screen time, and even longer since he's had his own show. While many fans are going to be critical of this new show right out the gate. I'm going to reserve ultimate judgment on the show until I see it. The art style is very is very different than most comic book shows, and I have to admit I miss the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited styles. Nevertheless, these aren't those shows. Very, <laughs> Thanks very for clearing point. that up. Yeah, yeah just, you know. Um, <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> yeah. So we have a um, – well, we had a trailer, but I think they moved it because it's not on the site anymore. But mm-hmm. go check off the trailer. It's YouTube, obviously. But where the Batman – um, I mean, it, it's one of those things where it could be freaking badass or it's going to be not badass. Right. So the, the, the art style is weird because they don't draw cartoons anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. They model them on a computer. So I do miss the, I mean, I really miss the art style from, um, the original Batman animated series. Oh yeah. I know. So I saw the, I saw the artwork on this one and I just... I don't know. I wasn't fully impressed by it. The voice acting seems dope. Do we I don't have... think it's the same dude, but that would be awesome if it was. It still sounds good, you know. So, mm. well, he's getting old. Grandpa Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right. Well, in gaming news, the opinion of the internet is that Nintendo sales woes of their Wii U would be resolved by slashing the price of their ailing console. Nintendo has always put off those ideas, and they still don't see that as a viable option for the company. Some of you may remember that the price that they cut the price of the Alien 3DS early on, but retailers have voiced their desire for similar for a similar move. But Nintendo says that the price cut is quote not an option for them, says uh, CEO Satoru Iwata. From the beginning, we became we came up with a very aggressive price point. We do not think a price cut is a is a very easy option to take, the exec told CNBC. However, they believe that part of the problem was their relaxed marketing campaign. Iwata believes that they never truly capitalized on the marketing of the console to show off the uniqueness of the console to customers. I second that. We we blame we are to blame, says Iwata. We relaxed on marketing efforts so the consumer today still cannot understand what's so good and unique about the Wii U. Because we're always trying to be unique, it takes some energies on our side to make people understand the real attractions about whatever we are doing. Unquote. While the community itself also bl- blames the lack of support for the console, Awada blames the lack of games that show off the system the way Wii Sports showed off the original Wii. We have been unsuccessful in coming up with a one single software with which people can understand, okay, 
this is really different, he says. As long as people have hands-on experience, they can appreciate the value of the Wii U, but because there's not software that's simple and obvious for people as Wii Sports for the Wii, potential customers do not feel they're trying the Wii U. Our challenge today is with software lineup we are introducing now. We have to encourage people to experience the Wii U in the first place. I still don't know if a price cut is the answer to Nintendo. During E3 last week, they managed to only show off some games of similar franchises that we have seen in re- as recently as the Wii. I think Nintendo has to revamp their entire marketing and support stra- um, campaign if they plan to have any attempt in salvaging the console. And I pretty much completely agree with everything there. It's... um. Iwata seems to know exactly what Nintendo needs to do. It's just about Nintendo doing it. Yeah. I think the price of the Wii U is perfectly fine. It's it's a competitive price. Um, it's still cheaper than the other two, so they're still doing that like they did with the Wii, so that's definitely a plus. Right. But they, like he said, no, Wii Sports was everything for the Wii. It was the perfect software to, to really show off what the Wiimote did and everything like that. And then there's nothing like that on the Wii U. Yeah. You know, and not only that, I mean, there's no, there's not as many um, first string titles. The big stuff's always pushed back and pushed back. Yeah. It's like, you guys got to get it together. It's all software at this point. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree with that because, you know, well, how many titles were delayed when they, that they mentioned during E3? And, you know, there's no, I mean, another Mario Kart for the Wii U, okay, would be. You know, Donkey it's like we Kong. already know that's gonna happen. Yeah, give us some. <laughs> yeah, give give us something like, like fucking Sony. You know, or Square Enix is giving us Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, everybody's been wanting that, and they finally get it. So now you have something Grand Theft Auto five. You know, yeah, they're part of franchises, but they're they aren't the same as another Mario Kart or another Mario game in general. I think. Nintendo really needs to kind of say, okay, scrap everything. Let's try this again. Pretend we are launching this tomorrow. What are we going to do? And and really get it going because, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The price point, I think, what is it, 300 It's 300 or 350 for the premium one. Yeah, and what do you so got? So 350 <laughs> Yeah, so 400 for the PS4 and then mm-hmm. 500 for the Xbox One. It's still yeah, it is still cheaper, but at the same time if you have a Wii, it's like do I get the iPhone 4, or the f- iPhone 4S or do the iPhone 5? You know, it, it isn't that much of a difference. Yeah. So, I like how you snuck in the Apple burn. I had to, you know. Makes sense. It does. So, <laughs> we're going to move right along. <clears throat> Yesterday, well, a couple days ago, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition was taken off the Apple Apple App Store, uh, the developer's website, and the Google Play Store. Uh, developer Beamdog's president, Trent Oyster, o- Oster, claims contractual issues with the publishing partner are to blame for the sudden removal of the game. Quote, we've taken this step at our publisher publishing partner's request as we attempt to resolve a number of contractual issues, just like what I said. Um, (laughs) So no further details are given on what the actual issue was that caused the removal of the game from all sales sources. But he did say this in addition, quote, this also prevents the launch of Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced Edition, just in case the first bit of news didn't sting enough. Another thing this will delay (laughs) is the late... It's just bad news. Um... Another thing this will delay is the latest patch of the of the game that's that was currently out for people who already own it. Uh, here are the details of that patch that you won't get: um, an updated user interface that allows for high resolution scaling and transparency, a new render a new renderer featuring enormous performance improvements. Enormous. That's a number, by the way. Hmm. Enormous performance <laughs> and compatibility <laughs> enhancements for Intel graphics chipsets. A new font system for sharper, clearer text, full German language support, including new German voice voiceover for the expanded content, subtitles in movies, English as well, um, over 135 gameplay fixes and enhancements. Um, if you already own the game, though, the Apple the Apple App Store or directly from Beamdog, you will still 
have access to download it again if you've recently done a refresh on your device or uninstalled it at some time. In regards to the game returning to the various marketplaces that is that it was taken from, Oster says, We cannot offer the game for sales until all issues with our publishing partner have been resolved. We do not have a specific date for when the game will be available again. So the reason I put this, well, one, is because it's, it's a big classic game, the Boulder Skate series. But it was it was a game that I spent a lot of time. Like, I, I was a PC gamer before PC gaming was cool. Like, it was a big deal. And the game's, like, very complex and very deep. And the storyline's very good and stuff like that. And um, the see, when I first heard about the Enhanced Edition, I'm like, oh, cool, a whole new generation, be able to check it out. You know, and... Um, I hate this little bullshit. Like, you can't have things ironed out before the game comes out. Right. Like, what could possibly come up? The game's been out for a while already. And now there's all of a sudden an issue, which just means someone's being a douchebag. Yeah. I so. I know. It, it oft, I often wonder a lot of times, like, what is it that these companies are thinking when, you know, when they try, when they get things out and it's like, oh, this was a problem. You know, the thinking dollar sign. Yeah, I I need to get we need to get this out there so people will buy it and then later on we'll say oh yeah it doesn't work quite right. It's foolish. 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 Oh, by the way, um, you you did change the link that you were speaking of earlier, but you changed my story's link. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so. <laughs> just letting you know, because I well, went in, I, I opened it, and I'm like, well, what, what, why is this popping up? That's why. You're welcome for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just keep you on your toes, man. I know. Lucky I caught it, because I looked at it, and I'm like, wait, what's this? What the hell is this? <laughs> oh, I did want to mention something. Um, not the enhanced edition, but if you are interested in Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate 2 or Neverwinter Nights or Neverwinter Nights 2, other good, great D&D games. You can buy those on uh, Good Old Games, so it's GOG.com, for dirt cheap. And they work with all the modern systems, and they're DRM-free and all that shit. So, word. FYI, FYI, word to your mother. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. Moving into comic news. As many of you know, DC Comics is bringing back a par- the pairing of Superman and Batman this summer. But it seems they are working on bringing a, no- a new pairing to comic audiences. Early on in the Justice League, writer Jagoff, uh, Geoff Johns, Jeff Johns uh, began focusing on a romantic pairing of Wonder Woman and Superman. Well, it seems this is more. Uh, there is more of that coming. DC Comics revealed through IGN that a new ongoing series focusing on the romantic pairing of the Man of Steel and the Amazonian this fall. Superman Wonder Woman will be written by Charles Soule, Swamp Thing, and artwork by Tony Daniel of Action Comics and Detective Comics. So at least the art will look cool. The art will look really good. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how this comic will play out among fans, but we'll find out this October. It's going to be a soap opera. <sighs> Whatever. They're Some trying to get the, the female. Yeah, I know. It's like you're trying to get the female uh, the, the, the female fans in there. And just, uh, it bothers me. Will I read the first issue? Yes, I will. Everybody will read the first issue because they want to yeah. see how it plays out. I'll read the first issue because I'm a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> just being honest. Just being honest. I, I see. I'm just keeping it real. Keep it real because we keep it real. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's whatever. I hear you. So some more bullshit. I mean, <laughs> comic book news. Um, this was actually written by Steve Vargas because there was like no comic book news. I think you reported the two things that happened. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because um, so I have who gets there early. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I get done right in the last minute. Um, I have always been a fan of mark wade i have too steve is also um but this one seems a bit out there usually for me comics tend to jump the shock when they bring in a relative that no one ever knew they had this seems to be the idea for wade's graphic novel family business which has peter Parker discovering that he has a sister Teresa. well th- that name doesn't fit to me yeah 
Like, who named it Peter and Teresa? I don't know why. It just doesn't sound right. Her entire existence isn't right. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fortunately for me, Steve, this yeah. is happening in a graphic novel that we won't have to deal with a non-sequential – or no, nonsense. Nonsensical? We'll have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> a continuing story act. Like a douchebag, dude. It's this English shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> in one of the main titles. However, I do trust the writer – uh, who has done some great things with Daredevil, so I am liable to give it a shot. Quote, It seems very bizarre to me that Aunt May never mentioned anything about this woman, who's about his age and the resemblance is there, Wade explains. Peter wants to try to figure out what this mystery is all about, but basically they're running from a crime syndicate out to kill them both throughout the novel. So there's not a whole lot of time for Spider-Man to sit and relax and slowly... um discuss things out according to usa today another quote in family business the kingpin finally decides to take his crime syndicate global and peter parker not spider-man gets caught up in it uh while having to deal with a mysterious young woman claiming to be a sister so she's claiming to be a sister right so we'll see what how that pans out uh let us know oh yeah just you don't have to let us know because you know you already did so, um, or didn't, depending. Yeah, whatever. You know, thanks. Um, <laughs> you know, sixty percent of life is showing up, people. Just, just saying. Um, the, the the whole premise of this to me sounds a little ridiculous, but that's what graphic novels are for. They're yeah. for one shot ideas. You know, you, you just do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so, and Wade is is talent. So. Who knows? I mean, Wade has been kind of striking out a little bit this last week because you had his whole overreaction to the whole Man of Steel deal, where he, what he didn't like about the ending of Man of Steel. Oh. Um, and then you have him writing a fucking story that brings us it, – it's it's one of those – yeah, again, I'm happy that it's a graphic novel. So, yeah, we won't have to deal with this bullshit in a – you know – like, you know, the whole Ben Riley Peter Parker thing, you know. Um, it, it's it's just one of those that I'm happy we just – it's a single shot. It's out of continuity. It's – you know, that'll be fine. But and, – and I do trust Wade. I like what he's done with fucking Daredevil. At the same time, I'm still a little hesitant, you know, like, hmm. You know? Well, I'm not going to say anything till I read it. Yeah. That's how I usually am. Mm-hmm. I mean I think the idea sounds silly. But right. I've said that before and then read it and it was a shit. So yeah. that that usually happens with me with Brian Michael Bendis. Usually he, he has some like his stories are sillier than shit. But then you read it and you're like, oh, this is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's what that's I'm asking. The real question. What, that, that's what the are real. you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to read it. You know. That's what you're going to do? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> And then I'll judge it accordingly. Burn it <laughs> afterwards. Never, never burn a book. That's wrong. <laughs> Just saying. Right, because we're not Nazis. Right. I wouldn't even burn Mein Kampf. Hmm. I wouldn't. Yeah. See that that. Rep- that's on a serious tip. That's kind of a conundrum. I wouldn't burn any book, no matter what was written in it. Interesting. Magazines and shit are different, obviously. <laughs> Anything with Kim Kardashian in it. Burn! Kill it with fire! Kill Northwest! (laughs) Um. (laughs) Uh, Alright, in technology news, which I think seems to be kind of a mix of gaming. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 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 looks that way. Uh, As Microsoft decided to backtrack on their DRM policy the other day, uh, one of the things they won't be backtracking on will be their price point of the device. Uh, Now, let's be real about this issue for starters. The Xbox One isn't the first device to be deemed too expensive by gamers. The PlayStation Vita and the Nintendo Wii U were given that label as well. Mark Witten, the chief product officer for Xbox, told CNET that they have, quote, no plans, end quote, to lower the, the, that $499 price tag, even though Sony is offering theirs for $100 less. Quote, 
we are really, really, two reallys in that statement, excited mm-hmm. about the value that they're going Was uh, the to deliver on really day one. Was the really capitalize? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever. He decides that the – he cites that the Xbox One has some features that cannot be found anywhere else, such as its connect motion sensing and voice detecting controller, which, by the way, I did a complete little circle with my finger. Woohoo! Uh, for me, I don't think they should drop the, their price, considering some of the online comments about the console being as high as $1,000 for both systems. The $500 price tag is kind of a bargain. Uh while Microsoft fanboys will rejoice in the reversal of the DRM and such, it still comes with a lot of egg on their face. Pricing was only a minor factor in regards to people choosing Sony's PlayStation 4 over the Xbox One. While they are saying, we didn't realize the backlash, which isn't true because there has been online, it's been online for a long time, and it seems like they are losing to Sony, so they had to make up some ground. With Will this change make me pre-order the Xbox? No, because... While they can tout that they have uh, listened to the gaming community, they shouldn't. They should have had them in mind before they announced it. To me, it goes. It goes to show that Sony is actually looking out for the gamer, not Microsoft. Yeah, they listen when their back was pushed into a wall. Right. Yeah. When they, everybody was there with pitchforks and torches and in front of them. Oh, wait, wait, wait. See, see, we misspoke. See what had happened was yeah, and then they then they had their uh, their their um, what do you call it their public relations dude that came out hat tip to the side. See what happened was <laughs> <laughs> then they would have gained some respect. That's like, all I'm saying. It's, yeah, <laughs> then they would have gained some respect. Yeah, no, I I mean, well, I I still was eventually going to get an Xbox One. So really, nothing's changed for me, but my pre-order for my PS4 is firmly in place. <laughs> No reason to change it, so. Don't think so. Just saying. Just Speaking of Microsoft. That's right. Speaking of Microsoft. And maybe what, maybe this one should have been read first, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> the Xbox One has been on everyone's list lately for what they don't like about where gaming is going. At E3, a lot of things about the way the new console will handle DRM, the used game market, and a constantly required internet connection once every 24 hours counts as constantly in my book. Like, I, I love it. It's not constant. You just It's once every 24-hour period. Oh, thank you for allowing me to play my $500 system for 23 hours. Yeah, right. Like, come on. Come Sony, that's like, what do you think? We're retarded? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sony took advantage of this negativity. <laughs> and focus <laughs> focused on what the PS4 has, or doesn't have in this case, clever of me, that gamers wanted to hear. In simple terms, it's been a great couple of weeks for Sony, past the 4.5 <laughs> update fiasco. Um, Don Matrick, president of Interactive Entertainment Business over at Microsoft, released a blog post on the official Xbox site yesterday that has put a lot of people at ease and shocked even more. Doing a complete 180. There's a pun in there somewhere. Patrick <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, has explained that there will be some serious changes in a day one update to the Xbox One that will remove a lot of the problem features. So, quote, 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 since unveiling our plans for Xbox One, my team and I have heard directly from many of you, read your comments, and listened to your feedback. Because it was shouted at you. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take the opportunity today to thank you for your assistance in helping us to reshape the future of Xbox One. You told us how much you love the flexibility you have today with games games delivered on disc. The ability to lend, share, and resell these games at your discretion is of incredible importance to you. Now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also important to you is the freedom to play offline for any length of time anywhere in the world because they didn't know this before right like they didn't know that we wanted freedom it's fucking america hmm. they did they did not see braveheart yeah jesus it wasn't even a man well whatever um all right so here's <laughs> i actually put all right 
comma. <laughs> <laughs> so here it's confirmed that Microsoft was paying attention to what their fans were saying. Of course, some may say it might be a bit too late due to pre-order sales leaning to Sony's favor since E3. Here are the main changes to the Xbox One pulled from the same blog post that will be featured in the Day One update. So feature one. An internet internet connection will not be required to play offline Xbox One games. After a one-time system setup with a new Xbox One, so you still need the internet at first, um, you can play any disc-based game without ever connecting online again. There is no 24-hour connection requirement, and you you can take your Xbox One anywhere you want and play your games, just like an Xbox 360. Uh, Feature 2. Trade-in, lend, resell, gift, and rent disc-based games, just like you do today. There will be no limitations to using and sharing games. It will work just like it does today on Xbox 360. So, more quotes. In addition to buying a disc from a retailer, you can also download from Xbox Live on on day of release. If you choose to download your game, you will be able to play them offline, just like you do today. Which isn't really true. Because if I don't log into my account, it doesn't let me play a lot of my downloaded games on the Xbox 360. I know, right? Do you have that problem? Yeah. Like my, I'll da- I downloaded Torchlight. My kids like it, mm-hmm. and they can't play it unless they're me. Yeah. I don't think that, I think that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Because um, on my PlayStation 3, it, I've downloaded um, I don't know, Plants vs Zombies. One of them that I did. Any account can play that game. Yeah, because it's on the system. Yeah. Yeah. Sony, making sense. <laughs> um, if you choose to download a game, you'll be able to... Blah, blah, blah. Xbox One games will be playable on any Xbox One console. There'll be no regional restrictions. That's kind of nice. Um, while this is great news for everyone, it still doesn't impress me. I was going to buy an Xbox One later on down the road after my PS4 purchased this holiday season for exclusives either way. So hearing that they won't be making any of the changes... That they, w- that they won't be making any of the changes I or anyone else don't like is good to hear. Yeah, so they're not going to make it suck. That's basically what I was trying to say. Um, the main issue I have with all of these changes are they are not changes at all. They're a lack of changes from a previously used <laughs> system that everyone enjoyed. <laughs> right. Microsoft didn't listen to their consumers and then, and then suddenly decided to take all of these things out. They simply got egg on their face and were more or less forced to. The amount of people who say they are moving from the Xbox to the PlayStation was significant, and I don't recall any news outlet agreeing with Microsoft's new business model. Like I said before, it's great news that Microsoft has decided to do what everyone wants, but they didn't do it because we asked. They did it because they didn't have a choice. Sony will still be enjoying my money this holiday season. So, um, and, that's, and, and, and that's coming from an Xbox fan. Big Xbox fan. I mean, ever since the Xbox One. I mean, I never got... I always had a PlayStation, but I never played it. I don't know why I would get it. Like, there would be a sale, and I'd just grab it. And it oh, I know why I got it. Final Fantasy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the day when it was only on PlayStation. The I'm still a huge Microsoft fan. Windows 8 user. got the Windows phone, all that. Um, but I'm not... I'm just not feeling the Xbox right now. Like it's yeah. so stupid. And a lot of a lot of people at my my uh, job, you know, stuff like that, they're telling me, "Oh, well, they don't have those features anymore." I'm like, "That's not the point. They had them at one point." Yeah. And the only reason they were gone is because so many people were upset. Yeah. And then they're trying now they're trying to convince me that's because they listened to the consumers. No, Sony <laughs> listened to the consumers. Right. Cuz Sony it did years it years ago. Exactly. And when they announced their device for the first time, said, "Look, we're not going to have any of this shit." Yeah. Yeah. Right now all Microsoft is doing is helping Sony. That that's all they're doing. Yeah. You know, is the Xbox One going to fail? No, of course not. But I think Sony has a significant lead for the holiday sales. Oh, significant. yeah. Significant. You know, because even customers that come into my shop, like, we talk about it, and it's like, I'm still getting a PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Just from sheer laziness, too. I already pre-ordered the PlayStation. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to change. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. It's stupid. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find a company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery. And they become the Lazy Geeks douchebag of the week. 
So, <laughs> I'm just not even going to give a segue into this. I'm just going to read right into this. There the, is no segue. <laughs> there is no segue needed for this one. The biggest groan from the technology community, unless they are in love with Facebook, was their, the introduction of their 15-second ripoff of Vine. Instagram, which was purchased by Facebook, continued its desire to not develop something revolutionary, but rip off other companies' work and promote it as a cool new thing. I bring Instagram video. Quote, at our core, visual imagery is everything. It's in our DNA. It drives us, said Instagram founder Kenneth Seistrom. We need to do with video what we did with photos. What we've done is make Instagram better, Seistrom said. What makes it different than Vine? Not a whole lot, if you ask anyone. The upgrades for iOS and Android made its way around on Thursday and will allow you to shoot video in 15-second spurts and can select one of 13 filters. The product does include cinema technology, which allows someone to shoot video and stabilize any video to ma they manage to shoot. The idea is to make it look more movie-type Make it more of a movie type of app, but given that you are shooting 15 seconds with a video at the at a time, makes it a bit difficult to make a movie out of it. Facebook has come a long way from revolutionizing social media. Instead of innovating, uh, instead of innovating, Facebook has been stealing good ideas from other companies and presenting them as their own. Much like if we've seen in the check-ins they took from Foursquare, hashtags from uh, from Twitter, and some basic setup from uh, Google Plus. In recent years, Facebook has been trying its hardest to remain relevant in a growing market, but this blatant copy of Vine seems to be their lowest point yet. While some online sites are sucking the proverbial cock of Facebook, many aren't drinking the Kool-Aid. All of this shows is that Facebook is out of new ideas and has to steal from others to remain relevant. So, to basically describe, because I'm sure there's quite a few people out there that don't know or maybe even don't care what vine and the new instagram thing is vine is a six second video capturing service it's basically instagram with video what you do is you shoot a series of six second videos it gets compressed together and it looks like a little bit of a movie it's basically movies for really really short attention span people a lot of comedians have been using it because they do a lot of funny stuff with it. People are using it, obviously, to promote different things. A guy that I work with is promoting a band, so he they're using it. Makes sense. Uh, Will Saslow, uh, you may remember him from uh, Mad TV. He does a lot of stuff like that. So you do have to kind of really kind of give some thought as to how you're going to shoot it because it's all in succession. So that takes a little bit of time. So what is Instagram doing? The same thing, but giving you 15 seconds. And a lot of people said on the first day, even uh, I was watching uh, some news program and they had a guy from Wired and he was like, yeah, I shot this video earlier today and I'm still waiting for it to post. So, you know, it, it it's that kind of thing. And I've seen some of the video, not all that impressed with it from Instagram. Uh, to me, I, I will be, I had been waiting for a while for Vine on Android and now that I've got both, I think I'm going to try them out and then probably give a, eh, this is kind of how they work, uh, so you guys can check them out. But to me, it's just, it's completely ridiculous that Instagram chooses to do this um, and try to pass it off as, yeah, we're making it better. No, you're not. You're just giving us more time because, God forbid, six, six seconds wasn't long enough. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? Um, Facebook has become – see, no one really likes Facebook. Uh. People like talking to their friends and everybody's on Facebook. But Facebook is usually the bane of most people's existence. It's always freezing or crashing or just being stupid. Um, and I think that Facebook has become so large that they really don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, like there there really isn't much to do because they could change a lot of things, but they're just gonna piss everybody off because everybody's at a point where they're just Facebook is just a part of how they communicate with people, so they don't really care about oh it's cool the interface is different. No one wants that. Yeah, they just want it to stay the same. It's kind of like when Windows 8 came out. There's no start menu. 
why would everyone flip out about that? Because no one ever thought about it. Right. You know, now they have to think about it and now they're freaking out. So and when you go to social networking, you're dumbing it down even more. So you, people are going to flip out even more. Right. So all they can do is bite shit. Like, so a new thing comes out and everyone's like, oh, that's the shit. And it's like, oh, well, we better put that in Facebook because <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes it. And right. look at what happened on Google+. Yeah. And Google Plus came out with a lot of hot shit. I mean, they had the um the groups and stuff like that, or yeah. what do they call it? the circles? The circles. Facebook yeah. immediately bit it, and yeah. then everybody uses it on Facebook because they're already there. You know, so the laziness of humanity oh, is yeah. what Facebook is is feeding off of. <laughs> I use Facebook every day. You know, don't get me wrong, because I actually think Google Plus is a pretty dope social network, but no one's there. Yeah, everybody's on Facebook. And I don't care that much about my social network interface to be like, oh, I'm I'm switching. I don't care. I just right. want to talk to my friends. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, so I think that's where they're at right now. Is Facebook isn't really going to come out with anything fresh. Even the new search thing they have is no one asked for that. Like, it's it's weird to me. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Most people aren't techy enough to notice. They just notice if things are different. Why is it different? What, what's different about it? People like you and me would be like, oh, that's annoying. You know, yeah. that's new. But it, it, but it, what can they, what can they really improve on? Yeah. You, I mean, if you, if you think about it, they took what MySpace had. Yeah. Took out all the bullshit that no one liked about MySpace and then made Facebook. Yeah. And now know? Facebook is turning into MySpace. Exactly. So. Which was inevitable from the beginning. Right. You know, so eventually Facebook will do that and it'll get worse and worse and worse. People will fall off from it and someone else will take over the crown and then eventually they'll fucking suck. You know. Yeah. Empires fall, man. Yeah. Another another edition of Captain Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's obvious to us. Yeah, exactly. But I've, I've spoken to a lot of people like, oh, Facebook's never going to go anywhere. Eventually it will. It will. It's not the telephone. Like right. it's <laughs> it's it's a web service that you use to talk to your friends. It's, if something truly comes out, basically two things need to happen at the same time. Facebook has to truly fuck up and something has to be out currently or come out around the same time that's better. Yeah. And then eventually people start switching out. Personally, I think Google Plus is better. Yeah. So I think that end is is already covered. But Facebook hasn't really they just have minor annoyances. They haven't really fucked up. You know, so yeah, not yet. We'll see. I'm gonna check my Google Plus actually. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as we do each and every week, site comments. So this Woo-hoo. week, woohoo! Yeah. So first of all, we want to thank all of you that took time out to actually write a comment on the site. It's always nice to see them. Uh, that it isn't spam. Uh, <laughs> so mm-hmm. for First comment is Elephant Gun 9000. That's a cool name. Yeah. Elephant Gun 9000. Uh, Zack Snyder explaining the Man of Steel's ending. Uh, he goes to say, The movie was awesome. I think it would have made S- Superman pretty hated by fans if he let the spoilers, the family die for the sake of his own moral principles. I have to agree. Um, I, when you have people like Mark Wade and everybody else bitching about that, uh, it's it's... He wasn't put in a situation where it was like, well, I could kill him, or I could let him go, you know. Um, I and and even the ending that was that was proposed sounded lame and stupid. This was more dramatic, and of course, as I said in the in the piece itself, you can't give him something to be against if he hasn't done it himself. Most people would be against stuff because they've experienced it themselves, and that is the strongest motivation that anyone could have. So yeah. that, that that's that's it for me. Like Batman's against crime because that's a criminal it. killed his parents. Exactly. Tragedy. Exactly. That's what you need in a story. Exactly. That's that's fucking story writing 101, folks. <laughs> From Steve. <laughs> so Rosie327 commented on my Gene Wilder calls modern Wonka an insult. Says yes, creepy as hell. Oh, because <laughs> so I had a picture of uh, it's it's a sh- screenshot from the original Willy Wonka, where Gene Wilder just has wild, crazy eyes and he's looking through gears. Um, 
and it, and I said at the bottom that picture I chose creepy as hell, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is yes, creepy as hell. But I did love the music in the new version, and I hear it was closer to the book. And I have heard that too that the new version was closer closer to the uh, novel, which is great. You know, I, I love when something is true to the source material. But I did not enjoy. I the new one wasn't a horrible movie. But I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as the uh, original Willy Wonka film, and I think that movie stands up to, to today. Yeah, and it wasn't even it wasn't even didn't even do that well when it came out in '71. Right, like it was it became a cult classic, like a lot of the great movies of the yeah. past. They, they didn't do well when they came out. Yeah. Plus, you have Gene Wilder. Yeah, I mean, come I mean, on, yeah. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> just done and done at that point. Done and done. Gene Wilder is one of my favorite comedians. Oh yeah, he's awesome. So. Rosie three two seven. Not only do I appreciate your comment, I just appreciate you. There you go. Yeah. All right, Zeph on my review for Man of Steel. He quotes me here. Overall, I think f- fanboys need to chill out and be thankful that this wasn't Green Lantern. End quote. And he goes on to say, I second that. <laughs> I enjoyed Green Lantern. I know you did, but and I don't appreciate. Oh, bite me. It's one of the. It's one of those. I enjoyed a film that I know is bad, <laughs> just well, because I was just watching a movie, didn't care. I don't know. I mean, still. I mean, well, I think if it was, if they had given that treatment to say, you know, Suicide Squad, I think you would probably would have been a little more like blasphemy. Well, that's the thing is that I've never been into Green Lantern that much, so I don't really care. You know, it'd be awesome to see. I mean, Green Lantern's cool. You're awesome to see a quality film, you know. But, I mean, if it was something that I really cared about, like when I saw Batman and Robin, I was like, <laughs> what is this piece of shit? <laughs> like, I flipped out, you know. If a table um, had appeared, you would have flipped it. Oh, yeah. Or the uh, the previous reboot of Superman. Or actually, the continuation. Oh, right. Um, that one, I, I didn't completely freak out but i was like really like this this thing is so overly dramatic is it <laughs> but um you know what are you gonna do i'm actually scared to see man of steel i liked it i i was really i thought they did a great job with it um i kevin costner even though kevin costner's role is very small i thought it was poignant it really worked i thought they did a great job showing the struggle he had and the 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 dichotomy between his Jarrell's thinking of why he sent him to Earth and Jonathan Kent's idea of what he needs to do while on Earth. So I think it, it really stretched and showed the struggle that he went to, and he basically had to make a choice. And um, I and and I thought that that worked out. And as I was watching it and, and really kind of understood, I was like the the, the idea of Zod being the villain kind of worked because in order to show Superman being strong, you got to put him up against somebody who's the same. Yeah. And then you can go up and then you can bring Lex Luthor in and realize that he could just squash him like an ant doesn't have a quarrel with a boot. Ooh. You know? <laughs> so like Lex, Lex Luthor is a great Superman villain, but he's one of more, um, he's, if Superman is what humanity is supposed to strive to be, Lex Luthor is more of what humanity is. Right. You know, so there's a more philosophical thing going on in the background and and stuff like that. Um, Zod is just that that was the best one to start with because it's just it's very easy to digest. Yeah. Bad strong guy, good strong guy, fight. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> and obviously That's... story in between. <laughs> <laughs> Some story in between, but you know. Yeah. It was just a fight. Yeah. Really. I heard that fight looked badass. <laughs> it was pretty badass. And so. people are over there complaining about like, oh, with all the destruction, all the lives that were lost in that. And, and, and it can't, but that was, it's like, really? Where have we gotten in a society <laughs> that we've gotten to the point that people mourn imaginary lives in an action sequence? I know. It's like, yeah, a city gets destroyed, but who, that's not the point. You see and this. Also, it's a fantasy. Exactly. And just for a case in point, if you see Superman and some supervillain just as stronger as him fighting, don't you think most people have left the buildings that they're crashing? Yeah. Get the fuck out! 
Yeah, I'm yeah. out. Dude. I ain't trying to watch that shit. I'll catch that on the news later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, peace out. <laughs> Late. I'm going to. I'm going to Gotham. <laughs> I'll wait this one out. Oh man. All right. Well, before we head out, uh, first of all, yeah, again, thanks for you guys commenting on this on the site. You guys go ahead and comment, uh, leave some good comments, and we may just read it on the podcast. So uh, before we head out, we want to remind you all to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, which isn't subpar. uh, Not at all. (laughs) Where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks Network on either iTunes or via the website where you can get all our podcasting content, including the In the Ink podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at The Lazy Geeks, or you can follow myself at TLG Stephen Vargas, all one word. Or you can follow Adam over there, TLG, Adam Riley. And in case you're wondering what the TLG stands for, the Lazy Geeks. What? Mind blown. The Lazy Geeks theme is provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Mm-hmm.